We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Grab the perfect get-up-and-go breakfast for you and your crew. Right now, two soft and fluffy fully loaded sausage burritos are just three bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Once Upon a Timing, your only podcast about inexplicable polygots, muddy Dalmatians, and a gun. Just a gun. No other explanation. Just a gun. Uh, I am your lovely host, Abby, back at it in podcast co-host season, and uh, up for uh, coming back for more. <laughs> I didn't scare her off the first time through our hour and a half conversation last time. Uh, we have the lovely Joy. Welcome back, Joy. Thank you, Abby. It's great to be here. Always Yay. happy to talk about my nonsense people. Uh, my beautiful, I'm, terrible, horrible ship. <laughs> I'm so excited that we have somebody Rumple Bell here for this episode. This is like oh. the perfect This is the perfect episode for you to be here for. You get to hear the sadness. The and sadness. The- <laughs> The, the the comment you made last week about it being a soap opera uh, came into full fruition this week, uh, much to my sure like did. audible like mom gasp at the end, like, oh, this is like it's all so very dramatic. <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, yeah it it falls it fall it goes so high and then it uh it looks over the edge and that's the problem is you see how high you are and then whoops you fall and there it goes yeah I, no it's it's one of the top. I would say top three saddest episodes for Rumbell fans. I Ugh. think broken hearted man. I like, I do like this episode because we explore a little bit of like Belle's past because up until this point, it just seems like she is imprisoned most of her life. So she yeah. got to she, go on she, an adventure. She was in danger of uh, being a very two dimensional character because we really didn't have anything else other than she's in a barn drinking and everything with Rumble. Like, that was it. That was her yeah. entire character development. Oh, and, like, not having any memories in Storybrooke for 28 years. Like, that, <laughs> that was it. That was her entire character. So it's really nice to see that she's, like, a person with wants and dreams and needs. And, that, and she goes on her little adventures, and she has her, she has, I will say, I love the outfit she's in during her adventure, because it was definitely, yes. like, they don't have women's adventure clothes, so I am no. in, like, some prince's ratty, like, it just fits me um oh no it's 100 yeah. percent the uh the and then the the interesting idea of like if she's actually in hiding from the evil queen of like did she like who did you rob what small boy's clothing did you steal on the road to wherever you are <laughs> the the sleeves had a very like in prince from enchanted look 
Like, yes. if they would have been oh, just, yeah. like, a little bit bigger, I'd have been concerned she was going to burst into song. A little bit. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. So so let's get there. Uh, the This episode, The Outsider, which I love that this episode is kind of talking about Hook, but it's definitely talking about me, again, misthinking that it's going to be Neil as... <laughs> not going to spoil it for anybody who's just listening along and watching along uh not neil at the end by the way guys it's, it's not neil i mean to be fair without doing any spoilers at all we don't know who's in the car but because this is a rewatch for us yeah we know who's in the car i yeah. was reminded of who was in the car by the end of the episode and i was like oh wait that's right and then it cut to end credits and i was like no yeah you, this is definitely <laughs> we are definitely reaching the part of season two that i have zero memory of uh, so no, yeah. this, and, is, and this again, is a genuine rewatch for me, watching it all yes. over again. <laughs> and again, it definitely slides into that, like, we're going to deal with a half plot. Give us, like, six or seven episodes to, like, rev up to it. And I'm like, no, no, no. What if you just dropped it? Like, what if yeah. you just did what you did in episode one, where you were like, this is the evil queen from Snow White? No, we're going to take our time. <laughs> I wish I could do this with other kinds of media that I like, which I, I like. wish I could just forget all of the Harry Potter books and read them again. Right? Uh, oh, that would be nice. At least for the first time. Um, anyway, all right, so let's get started. We're going to talk about uh, what happens in uh, the olden days uh, back in the fairy I want to say Enchanted Chan- Forest, but we're not yeah. really in the Enchanted not, Forest there. Not really. We're sort of uh, in the Enchanted Forest. It, but he, he it makes a comment at the end about this land, so I don't... True. Unclear. Unclear. Uh, unclear. So we open up with um, <laughs> we open up with Belle just getting drunk at a bar, uh, having a good time. Yeah, this uh, is this is about in the fandom also. <laughs> Do that again. Knock into a mic. Um, this is about where the the fandom of Rum Bell and Belle in general was just like. I love that the two of them like have this big monster argument and then immediately go out and get drunk. <laughs> like, she oh. goes to a pub, he's carrying around a flask. Like, it's, it's this realistic breakup moment of, like, god damn it, sometimes you just need something. Yeah, this would be, and not to not to, to bombard you with random inside jokes, but the last time we were here, uh, Beth and I birthed an entire just side joke about just ladies who tavern. Who are just getting drunk yeah. on mimosas and spying on uh, uh, on Belle and wanting to get her to join. So they yeah. would definitely be here for this episode, but I think that they were like they were probably scared out by the uh, the random dudes who were trying to go on an adventure to kill a uh, monster they don't know. I uh, think so. <laughs> yeah, she, she runs into uh, Dreamy. He is still Dreamy at this point. Apparently, he is still Dreamy. God, I love Dreamy. He's I one know. of my favorite characters in the whole thing. I just love, because we get to see both of them, like, we, we see Grumpy later when we do a jump cut to uh, present day Storybrooke, where he's just like, hey, hey, and he's very grumpy, but like, this, hey, I'm dreamy, I know. Ah, it's all gonna be good, you're like, no, your heart, you're gonna be broken hearted. Your heart is eminently about to be crushed, but yes, he, this is the day after the night that he and Nova decided to run away together, so his heart has not yet been crushed. Yes, oh. It is still intact. And he he persuades Belle to join up uh, with a random group of guys who were just like, hey, guys, let's go kill this monster. Uh, it is a Yagwe, which mm-hmm. Yagwe. Yow- Belle says, Belle says say much Yahweh. Di- <laughs> it's No, I know. Yahweh. I often no, yeah. Yahweh, yeah. 
Bell says it like with 14 more syllables in it, which I always think yeah, is like, I know. I think that's because I think it's somewhere between like, you know, gizmo. <laughs> yeah. And like a legit thing from, I believe it's Chinese lore. It is Chinese. I looked it up because I felt like I had heard it before, but as you've already mentioned, I think I was just con. Not that they're the same, but Yahweh and Yahweh sounded similar in my they brain. They sound I was very like, similar. I looked it up, looked up the Wikipedia and like different pop culture references. I don't know where I would have heard this before, except for the first time I've seen this show. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, same. Uh, it's definitely not a, a thing I had heard of before that. It was just funny to me because I first heard the word and I was like, is it a gremlin? That doesn't yeah. look like a gremlin. It looks yeah. like a mean old lion creature thing. I yeah well and we'll get we'll get to him because I I ten out of ten I love this creature so much, uh for not the right <laughs> reasons for not at all the right for reasons. none of the right reasons it's fine and it's all so fun. so a lot of Beth uh Beth ooh, ooh, sorry Beth a lot of Bell's uh character development is a lot that she is le- she is wanting she wants to have an adventure she wants her story she wants to do her thing, and she kind of holds back on this one. Mm-hmm. She does. She's like looking like on a far like. You could join that caravan, and she's like, I don't want to do it. But dreamy, dreamy talks her into it. Dreamy definitely talks her into it, and I love that it's like that. It's dreamy that does it because he's just like, you pushed me to get out of my comfort zone, so I kind of want to push you to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm just like, oh no, we all deserve this friend. We all deserve yeah. this friend. percent. Yeah, I. And it's so sad, too, because Grumpy's about to, like, or because Dreamy's about to become Grumpy, where he regrets every decision mm-hmm. he's made leading to this point. And he's just like, no, girl, you get it. I got what I wanted. And you're like, no, you're I sad. mean, like, this is just the doomed leading the doomed. <laughs> the beautiful thing that does happen for his character, which we will see later, um, and I may be misremembering this, but as far as I understand, he never blames Belle for, like, anything that happens. Right. So, like, later on... Even when he's grumpy and even when he's in Storybrooke, I think he has, like, a chance to help Belle, and he helps her. And Gold is like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I mean, she helped me when I was in trouble, so I'm returning the favor. I believe that hasn't happened yet. Okay, okay. I think that happens later. You'll have to forgive me if I'm remembering it out of order, but I believe Uh, there is a moment. (laughs) Me me and you misremembering uh, any parts of anything coming up in the future is 100% in pocket like on we're brand. allowed this is a let- it's it's allowed <laughs> it's allowed frankly at this point i believe that it's expected like <laughs> but uh, yes no he he talks her into it and i also love why she's hesitant because it's she did technically have an adventure like she had what she thought was an adventure with rumpelstiltskin and like it failed pretty horribly in in her eyes you know like she couldn't save him she couldn't uh she couldn't um break the curse that he was under more or less because he didn't want the curse to be broken because reasons but like that whole thing really messed her up i think and that's a whole that's the one of those things where like you try something and then you retreat into your books and dreaming is like no 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 but what if you like went and killed a monster that could be fun and i'm just like wait a minute (laughs) what if you go murder something like just go have a sword fight like wait just go you go do this uh like because again this is this is definitely like 
Bell doing this, like, I related to Bell on a level that I can't possibly explain, where it's just like, yeah, I do want an adventure, so I'm going to dive headfirst into this thing. I have no business head- d- diving into. And all of Absolutely my experiment, all of my experiences from said decision will be bad slash helpful and weird. Like, no one else is joining this, like, task and, like, getting hung over a well and being threatened and meeting a cool warrior and... <laughs> she, like all of this is I just know. so they like they literally came to fight a monster they didn't fight a monster they got mad at the person who led them astray and then they went and ratted her out like, uh, like these guys suck these guys uh, suck but we're getting so, ahead of ourselves yeah, so yeah, she yeah. goes so with she, them yes she goes with them she gets a, a, a weird co- her weird little boy prince costume on um, and is reading and just reading uh, and in true uh, side characters near any character of characterization of bell uh she's a nerd what a nerd like i know this is the closest we get to like the cartoon guest on where it's just like what what are you reading Mm -hmm. and it's like you can't read any of that that's just scribbles on paper which p.s it's another language but like you know it's that what are you gonna do bore the monster to death with your reading i'm so clever (laughs) like i I like that he, like, I like that they all kind of make jokes about how reading is nerdy, but they can read because that's how they know what's on the sign that they're holding. That's how they know what's on the, like, here's a reward to capture this monster. Like, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It'd have been funnier if it was just, like, you know, reward for capturing a monster. This monster is a gremlin, and it spells out gremlins, and they're looking at it like, and they go... Yahweh. Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> Only a nerd could could read. Uh, we're gonna pretend that's what it says. We're gonna pretend that's what it says. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Uh, and so <laughs> Belle, being the self preservation character that she is, when they say, "All right, smarty pants, oh. what does your fancy book say?" Oh, go ahead. Actually, I'm sorry. There was a a small piece of plot that I think we sort of glossed over in our effort to make fun of Dreamy and Belle's reunion. But uh, there is actually a moment where uh, Dreamy has some fairy dust on him. Oh, yes. And he decides, no, yeah, yeah. And he decides to uh, give her that. And she sort of says, no, no, no. I know what what dark magic can do. I'm not really interested. And he's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. She says, I know what magic can do. I'm not interested. And he said, no, no, no. You know what dark magic can do. And this is fairy magic. And it's good magic. And I promise it'll help you. And gives her, like... You know, a satchel, like a yeah. diver- like the satchel pr- budget for once oh. upon a time must be massive. <laughs> I just just like we've got satchels of all shapes and sizes. Satchels of all shapes are. and sizes. Uh, yeah, they give her. I forgot. Yes, they the satchel of fairy dust, which is the the Chekhov's gun of this plot line, essentially. Yeah, because it's just but like yeah, so oh. she she uh she is on her wagon and she outsmarts them. By all of a sudden, they are interested in what she has to say, you know, obviously feigning interest. And she, being a nerd, picks up on the fact that they're feigning interest and basically points them in the wrong direction just before they essentially kick her off the wagon and off the off yeah. the hunt. Which I'm just like, wouldn't you want more bodies if this thing has been, like, terrorizing a town? You know, like you didn't yeah. ask the qualifications of They're, any of the other dudes. For all they, you know, they could just be farmers with like a zeal for for nonsense. You know, like uh, you don't excuse, know. 
uh, excuse me, the farmers with zeals for nonsense, uh, one of them is married to Snow White. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, That's true. You could find And he somehow managed to decapitate a dragon, so what do I know? Exactly, exactly. They're just like, let's just get a lot of, like, twins. Like, this is a twin adventure. Like, twins are very powerful. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do like, I do like that, like, there's, they don't flesh this out, like, they kind of they kind of attack it adjacent about the whole like women get stuff done and people underestimate me because I'm a woman like they, we kind of get in that when we when we meet our warrior a soldier here in a second <laughs> but I do like this just like really like this really like bad exposition where she's just like I got him and she opens the book Yahweh's prepare the woods and it's just like okay yahweh hangs out in the mountains not the lake bye <laughs> nerd <laughs> see you later like she's just like outsmarted the football team and she's like on her way I know. And, she, and so she she's, she's so precious i love her I, so much i love that this book tells her exactly where this thing is gonna be like to the point of here's yeah. a drawing of his house like any of these creatures would just build this house like yeah it's like stone they find this rock formation look for this specific rock formation yep. which obviously happens a lot in our land <laughs> yeah all the time uh she all goes in place she finds it and she's like yay i found it don't worry it hunts it hunts at night but it's asleep during the day uh but then it comes out and tries to murder but then her she steps on the twig which of course as as with most plot lines of this nature all twigs are massively loud she should have known this she should have been on the lookout for twigs breaks like a firecracker man uh oh, this boy. this this lion creature thing jumps out jumps towards her with a she mane is... of fire right mane it... of fire with a mane yes. of fire it is a so it, we get a closer look at it like i, I don't want to explain it later when i do get the look at it but later uh, when Belle is closer to it, you do see that it has like a, a very traditional uh, Chinese creature look to it. Yes. Um, which, you know, it kind of has a lion look to it. Also has kind of like what the dragon would kind of look like. But then it's just, it looks, it looks so much like, like Zool from Ga Ghostbusters. It has does. like, it moves a little bit. Like it's got like an evil dead low budget claymation move to it. I it love it. It does. <laughs> it's got, it's, there's, so one of the running jokes in my household while we were watching season two when it was on tv was like oh look at that somebody upped your cgi budget yeah because all of a sudden the cgi looked way more realistic when you compare it to season one all of a sudden it was like oh wow i don't i can't like nitpick the little green screen moments anymore look at that you actually managed to shade and blend things in good for you like I I do like the idea that, like, to make it kind of like a lion creature, that they put this fire mane on it because it would distract you from any flaws in the design of the creature. Definitely. Like, this was definitely a design choice, and it's 100%. hilarious. Like, like <laughs> this this has very, like, the same energy to me of, like, how does Kylo Ren's lightsaber do what it do does? Do what it does? Do what it do? Right. Do what it do? How does it, like, how does it know? Like, how does the main know to be this much fire and not take over his body? Like, I'm not, I know, I know. So many Why questions. does it only stick Creature? around the main? No, there are questions. This episode is not about facts. <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings, nor does this lion have time to answer about his, his fierce, fierce fire main, no matter his how cool biology, it is. whatever it, it may or may not be, it doesn't it exist. Does, it's I fictional. I'm a cursed creature, and this is just how I am. Just uh, how I is. He, she is saved in the last moment uh, by Mulan. 
uh, yes. wax poetic too much about the the reveal here, but she she is saved by Mulan and Mulan. I love Mulan like. I connect with this version of Mulan because I was that girl for a while. Like any other female near me, I was immediately combative with. Like I'm not like <laughs> oh, trying no. to like I'm not like trying to steal everyone's man. I don't think that like all women are inherent like I was this person. Like it was just one of those <laughs> I hang out with boys, so I'm clearly like, you're just mm. And yeah, so no, she's the snub is amazing. Immediately combative with Belle for just being at the mouth of this thing. Like yeah no she like she saves bell and then it's literally like you know that moment of of uh you know coming across the popular girl in school yeah and you know you say something like oh yeah i I studied for that test for weeks and they're like oh really i just read the book last night you know like and they're the ones who ace the test and you are instantly like yeah you know (laughs) yeah i like you are instantly put off i the Bell Mulan dynamic, and we see it in this next scene because it just it, it genuinely made me laugh. I need to go take a screenshot of it because it's just <laughs> the difference between how they are characterized and how they are dressed up, like their hair and their everything is just yes. um, fantastic to me. Uh, yeah, cut to Bell has decided to go. Hold on, I got ahead of myself. Uh, Mulan gets mad because Bell has ruined her week long hunt, and Bell says it's because I- Mulan. To be fair, Mulan is trying to save her village. Correct. Milan isn't necessarily out for any kind of reward. Like, she is right. there for noble means, but boy, howdy, does she not understand how to use her resources. And she says, "I it took me weeks to find this thing, and Belle says, but I found it in a day, and Mulan says, bitch, move, and just yes. leaves. And literally just leaves her there in the forest. So Belle then uses her wits and finds the nearest, <sighs> like, town center, which also happens to be where uh, several men who went to the lake looking for a fire monster are mad at. She, they're there I know, and they're mad. They show up and they're and they're mad and they're mad yeah. angry boys. And it's so funny to me because it's like you guys are such good trackers. Like you obviously tracked Bell to this town, right? Mm-hmm. Like I keep having this thought, and then I'm like. You know, it's like the smartest people are also the dumbest people. Yeah. It's like, you, again, you, gentlemen, didn't know how to understand how to use your the resources that were left at your doorstep. No. You know, like, it's so infuriating. But, yeah, so she's taking a drink, and, like, the guy shows up and is just like, uh, so the Yaguai was not at the lake. Yeah. Did you, did you mislead us on purpose? We're gonna, like murder you now i guess hang you over a well gonna hang you over a well that seems like a that escalated quickly (laughs) then then mulan like shoots an arrow at them like girl she they could have dropped her like i know what are you doing mulan decides to take some some uh some long-range defense on these people who happen to be holding a rope that is like may or may not be (laughs) future in the future choking her future friend like it's such a strange scene it's bad it's i it's strange but i like the scene where like because then she comes in and she like beats them up and like she rips yes. off her mask and has the very like lord of the rings moment i'm no man and just like punches him right in the face <laughs> he's and, like you're on she's like yeah i get that a lot <laughs> yeah and and then like bell's there and then they're like looking at they look at kind of both of them for a second and it very had much of that like the the scene in the boys that is making fun of uh marvel where it's like girls get things done like it's just yes like two women yeah it's 
Uh, it so, definitely had that feel, 100%. Oh, yeah. So clearly Mulan has been wandering around, thinking to herself, and, and realizing that this strange lady had found this thing, and she comes to her senses. Uh, she she realizes she has a that moment she, where she's like, I'm an idiot, and she turns around. <laughs> which is why she is smarter than those two gentlemen, because those two gentlemen got mad and then tried to murder the person that could tell them more. Mulan decided to employ her. Yeah. No, Mulan That's was like, you, you do. track it, you track it, I'll kill it. Oh, yeah. and in the in the scuffle, Mulan, I believe, gets a gash in her leg. Yes. Which is funny, because it sort of like shows up and it's like, nothing? Mm-hmm. And like then she, she walks on it, then it's gouged. Away, like, yeah, like she wipes away her knee, and all of a sudden the leather is wet. Like it's barely a scrape that you can kind of tell, and she she shrugs it off, as does the audience, because we don't see anything. It's not like she's got a gaping hole in her side or something. Oh, yeah. Gangrene set in apparently very quickly, and it's just like, I can't go Very on. quickly. Very uh, quickly. So they decide they're going to go track this thing, and they just to, to to get there uh they find it uh and and then yeah they find it about just as quickly as bell found it before how did move on not In a be able wide to open this field i think this thing is attacking her village constantly and move can't find it i a lot of questions about this whole thing but whatever Mulan cannot go take this thing down because her leg is now bleeding out yes. um so and she Mulan... gives bell the weirdest pep talk I think, of, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, it almost has this moment of, like, it feels, it it actually is reminiscent of that, like, there's an Emma pep talk that I really love, which happens in, like, the third or fourth episode of season one, where she's talking to Cinderella, which she doesn't realize she's talking to Cinderella, of mm-hmm. course, but, like, she's, like, you just gotta push back and say, this is who I am, yeah. and Mulan gives a very similar sort of talk where it's like Mm -hmm. you know people have tried to define me my entire life and you have to come to a point where you define yourself and i'm like but milan just like dreamy it's like you know how you define yourself go out and kill a magical mystical weirdo thing in the forest that no one understands (laughs) like where why is this i i love that there's just like there's this like weird enchanted forest um like this is how you need to have your fireside chat, like, yeah. story. Like, what giant animal have you killed? Like, Charmin's just like, oh, I killed a giant dragon that no one thought they could kill. And then Bill's like, well, I decided, uh, because I am a peaceful creature, to, 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 to save someone's life. And everyone has some sort of story about, like, a giant creature they took on. Because I know. if you don't have that... If you don't have that, you just don't really have anything. You're not invited to the club. You're not invited to the club. Yeah. You can't so sit with us. <laughs> we don't we don't see any of Belle's thought process here. Uh, right. We just sort of we see. We see none of that. We just get this pep talk, and then, like, the next clip is her, like, waving her hands, like, hey, I'm over here, trying to lure the uh, Yao Guai into town Yeah, in front of a... Um, uh, Oh, what are those called? Like a water tower, almost. Yeah, like an like, irrigation system with yeah, pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what she does then is that it gets close enough, and she's like, I'm not going to kill this thing. So she, like, opens up the irrigation system, which I'm sure they were thrilled about. Right. Um, and it Yeah, she literally it. takes her sword to a bunch of wooden pipes in, uh, the, in the town. And I'm like, was that everybody's drinking water? Yeah, That's right. That's going to be unfortunate. <laughs> 
uh, douses this thing, and then apparently the flame, adding to some of the air of mystery about this creature, the flame is part of its life force. So taking away from its flame, it is now on the ground like, oh, I got wet. I'm the Wicked Witch of the West. Eh, help me, help me. It is a little bit like, I'm melting. <laughs> Listen, all of the, all of the uh, uh, Wizard of Oz just nose, like side nose, like feelings where you're just like, it's, uh, get ready. Look, uh, that's green like witch five. is showing up. I know. They Give plant so many <laughs> random things about like Wizard of Oz where it's just like, did you know no, what you were doing? Forever. And by the time they doing? actually introduce Dorothy, <laughs> just like, do, are we still, are we still here? Are we, we still talking about this? Wait. It felt like they were playing some sort of long con waiting for it to enter public domain. Like, just like right? what it is. We're just, oh my, we're just, we're biding our time. <laughs> I would love for Once Upon a Time to come back and then just randomly introduce, like, The Great Gatsby. Like, it's public domain now. It's part of our situation. I feel like they tried probably to do something the, similar. But we're getting off topic. The so. 20th. Getting off topic is the new name of this podcast. Uh, she she douses this thing and she she gets close enough to it and it is scribbling in the dirt, uh, with it's a very great muddy precision. Town. Very muddy, very muddy. Great precision in 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 writing in a different language that says "Help me" that Belle can read. Yeah, I think uh, I think it says "Save me," but who's "Save counting? me" or "Help me" or just mm, whatever one of those. But basically, what? writes in a language, which of course Belle's like, "Wait a minute, that's a word." <laughs> I can read. I can read. Uh, I can read so many words. So she takes her Chekhov's fairy dust. Yes. And sprinkles it on She's like, let's give this a shot. She's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's see what happens. You know, like, and, and sprinkles it on him. And we get this very mini uh, beast reveal. Where oh, it's very just tiny. like the smoke. And you're just like, oh my gosh, it's a beast and it's coming out. And then it's like, so it's Prince Philip. I know it's Prince Philip. It's Prince Philip. I know you know it's Prince Philip, but I have to imagine like do the does a regular audience look at that guy and go who like they they kind of take a second to get to who he was. Oh no, they exposition the crap out of that because yeah. they're like just in case you forgot who this was from the first mm-hmm. first episode or two of season 2 because he kind of got dementored really quickly. Yeah, I yeah. think it was literally the first episode. Like, you yeah, meet him no, in the he, first episode, and then he is instantly gone. Yeah. He's instantly, <laughs> and he just expositions real quick of, like, so, by the way, like, there's this witch, Maleficent, and, like, she really hates me, but, like, my one true love is, like, asleep now, and so she cursed me to be this thing, and I was trying to get people to understand, but nobody understood, and I'm like, oh, my God. You just, I'm just starting stuff on fire with my face. I don't understand. Like, it's just, gonna, it's tough. It's tough being It's me. hard out here. It's hard out here for a magical being lion fire thing i also love the idea that maleficent and in what we know about maleficent she has she put aurora under her sleeping curse to keep anyone from whatever and then she was like i need to get rid of prince philip well i have been reading this cool book this cool book about chinese monsters right i'm going to turn him inexplicably into one uh i also had a moment where i was like so Again, not a very factual episode. A lot of plot holes that kind of leave you going, like, scratching your head a little bit. But I also, as soon as he started writing, because I remembered who he was, but, like, so as the Yaogwai, he's writing, and I'm like, so many questions. First of all, does Philip actually know this language? Second of all, is it because Philip is this Chinese monster? 
that he knows this language? Did, like, his brain automatically translate save me? And then, like, how are you able to, like... Like, he also lunges for Bell. Like, that's one of the reasons the water freaking works. <laughs> because he's lunging so close and gets doused. So I'm like, what were you trying to do? Were you trying to shake her shoulders and be like, it's me, it's me. <laughs> I am a person in here, please. I am a purple. Uh, I, I... You're right. I had the same thought. Um, I went down a different kind of idea where I was just like, well, we never really know what print, uh, Philip is the prince of. True. Um, and so maybe he was he had to learn this language as part of whatever land because this is this is supposed to very loosely tie to Mulan. Like there is some sort of like Chinese-ish Asian part of the enchanted forest you know what i mean where there's that that, that part of like that's how they were going to represent yeah they, that culture. they definitely built that into the background also they definitely yeah. had some extras who are like in very uh quote-unquote obvious yeah. chinese attire <laughs> yes oh um, uh, early 2000s it was a different time yeah, um <laughs> so he's like i am i am forever in your debt thank you um and she's like cool thank you for being forever in my debt my friend bleeding to death I need to get her to a doctor. And he was just like, I don't know where I am, but I'm sure I can help. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I owe you a life debt now. And she's like, cool. Milan's like in danger. Could you <laughs> like, like to... transfer that? Like to my like, friend? I would like to Venmo my life, my life credit my life to my friend to here. Here you go. Uh, thank you. Please let me know what was lost in translation. I, I love that they have like, <laughs> almost a meet cute and then you think that mulan and prince philip are gonna get a meet cute but they barely get a meet cute you know what i mean like, i know they don't I would like i would also like it noted that at this point in fandom i believe a lot of us on the on the in the in the queer rainbow spectrum <laughs> uh were hoping against hope that mulan was bi and that she wanted both of them and that the three of them were just going to be a couple for the, till the end of time listen it was going to be milan philip and aurora and that was going to be it and all of us were like please oh <laughs> it oh, would have been it. so great yes agreed agreed so it up, been great. up through this moment i'm pretty sure i was just like i mean she loves both of them obviously like you know they do have this almost meet cute where like she gets this like almost stutter in her step meeting him um, and they do kind of like, you know, a little bit of a bait and switch there. I mean, where, like, you know, kinda, you think that's where it's going. I kind of, I, I, I just feel like it was very like I thought it was going to be more of a thing. Like they get kind of a meet cute. I just thought it was going to be more of a display. I, I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was just like, oh, this is Mulan. Her leg is bleeding. Can you take care of her? I have to go. And then she says her cute little line about, nope, I've done my beast stuff. I have to go do something else. I have to go save another beast and, or something like that. And then yeah, they're just sort said, of like, oh, wait, I'm Philip, I'm Mulan, Didn't see you later. I wrote it down, wait. No! Uh, see? That's why you don't take too many notes. You get lost. I, I know, get lost. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I actually wrote that part yeah. down. I, I do believe I wrote down the next part. So she does decide to, she's like, okay, peace out, which literally means she's just going to go back to Rumpelstiltskin and like, yeah. give it another go. Because... Try again. We gotta try again. Gotta try again. Just gotta, you know, just I, gotta uh, make mean, that work. I, I don't agree with her choices, mostly because I've tried 
to fix a guy before. Like, I've been in that relationship where I think that there's something redeemable and it's the part that I liked, but then you find out some other stuff and you're just like, I'm going to patch some stuff. I've been in that relationship. I think that yeah. was what, what makes me so negatively affected to Rumpelbelt because I or oh, Rumble yeah. because I'm just like, no, you lunatic. He's gonna cheat on you yeah. at a Halloween party. Leave. Leave. <laughs> yeah, no, uh I've I've I have to say <laughs> I've never I've definitely been in the I can fix you boat. Um I've I have had my share of I see potential in this yeah. person. I, you know, I have had good times with this person. This person is is charming, but also aloof and mysterious, and that can be intriguing. And then it's like, oh no, but you have some really bad character flaws. What if I just ignored those? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is not a healthy place. No, <laughs> not don't try all. to do this. I've don't, said this so many times. I do not recommend. And look, no. I am I am thirty seven years old. Please don't. I spent no. uh two decades of my life on an individual, and it did not pan out. No, I listen, don't recommend I've, it. <laughs> I have preached this from the beginning. I I I did not put in that kind of work. Look, uh, just because uh, I shipped them doesn't mean oh, no, 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 i no, want I that to exist but that's what i'm saying that's, that's where a lot of my negative emotions towards the relationship come to because like especially oh, towards sure. the end like of this episode where i was just like you know talking about like you know prince philip in in monster form wanting to like shake bell that's where i wanted to be where i was like bell oh, yeah just he's oh, no, beating yeah. a man with yeah, a cane yeah. you have to go <laughs> um, but yeah so she so she does decide to go back to her one true love yes which i'm also just like that's very cute. He's still the one who literally kicked you out, but whatever. I can't wait to sure, see whatever. how that conversation yeah, 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 goes. Yeah. But we know that doesn't happen, right? right? Because we know the evil queen has already told him that she died. So what happens is, ta-da, there's the evil queen. And Looking she's just like, oh, hell. You're, you're still fighting for true love, which I think is the best possible shade. <laughs> it's all like... It's shade, but not shade. And she's like, there's, I feel like there's a part of her that like wants her to look for true love. And another part of her that's like, I think you'll just look really nice in my dungeon. It's nothing personal. You just go with everything. Yeah, man. You're just going to look nice. Like, I can't have this random woman out here reading books. Like, it it doesn't make me look good. Doesn't Doesn't look look good. good. Doesn't look good in the camera. Bad look. Bad look for everybody. Um, I love- and she does say, oh man, she does say like one of the lines that all Rumbellers will like forever, uh, like write on their, you know, like freaking notebooks in their trapper keeper, yeah, their yeah, trapper yeah. keepers, which is like I'll never stop fighting for him. Oh my god, <laughs> I her screaming that from like she she just has an energy that. Yeah. I don't. Again, I'm I'm not on the same page as most Rumbellers. I I'm I have more negative feelings, not as negative as uh, a, a certain co-host that I may have. But <laughs> but that was the part that made me chuckle out loud a little bit because it sure. was just such a like it was such a big reaction, and I just keep thinking in my head like this has like it. I I will put it to you, this this is the relationship that Rose would have had if Jack Dawson would have lived. Oh, like, yeah. she knows the vacation fun, and she's just like, I'm sure we can make this work once we meet land. She doesn't know anything about him. Um, and so she wants to believe she only knew him for, like, five minutes. Like I know. She knew so, him for a whole two days. Good job. So, <laughs> yeah, like, so anyway, I, I, I will give, I will give her the, just the, the, 
a 10 out of 10, just the, I believed it. I thought it was kind of I mean, silly, and this is, but I like, believed this it. Is, this is the ultimate tragedy, right? Because it is, it is the hopeless romantic in all yeah. of us. Who is either, who is, you know, and some of our hopeless romantics got a little more exercise than others, so they're just tired and upset. But, <laughs> you know, it is that moment of, like, when you are not in it and you don't see the flaws, the flaws don't exist. Like, this is, this is what I mean. Like, she's, she has forgotten that he literally kicked her out. Like, he was the one who was just like, go, please, get out of my castle. Like, that's it that take the hint go have another drink joy joy when you wear rose-colored glasses you can't identify red flags so that is what bell is bell is just like wearing giant but i do like Like, just a visor she's got the full-on face mask but it's rose color um like i mean we're gonna see that once we actually get to storybrook if we ever get to storybrook if we ever get out of the enchanted we got another got another 45 minutes to talk about this (laughs) I would like to talk about Hopeless Romantic and then we'll skip skip ahead to Storybrooke. Belle's giant hair while she's yes. out adventuring is what I was mentioning before. Like, because move on, her hair is down, but like, it's yes. flat. Like, it doesn't have the, it's not been ratted up. It's not anything like it's, it's mm-hmm. a warrior's hairdo. Like, it'll flow behind her, but it is not big. It's not pinned very much. Yeah. Belle has the, like, like Frenchest of French braids or something. I don't even yeah. know what it is. It's almost got that Katniss, Katniss Everdeen thing to the back, but like it's got the big poof on top, and it does. It does have a very French vibe to it, and I, I dig it. Like it's just, and then she's like in the cage being taken, like she's holding onto the bars in her tattered gown, just like I will never not believe him with her giant hair. Like, you're right, hopeless romantic. This is like the cover of a novel. Like, yeah, love it. No, this is this is like prime sixteen year old high school first boyfriend they cheated on you at the prom but that's okay they were over it you're over it it's fine everything's gonna be fine like <laughs> this, uh, this precious summer child <laughs> this precious summer child going back to her high school boyfriend who definitely just it didn't work anyway let us jump forward finally to Storybrooke, which i'm gonna just t- say i i don't want to get too much into the funeral scene because why would we no. uh but i cried I know he's alive. I know he is alive. There's something that Jennifer Goodwin. Oh, actually, well, we'll we'll rewind to that in a minute because I do want to make this point. But like, there is something about Jennifer Goodwin being upset that like, (laughs) I don't know what it is. It like it turns on a mom gene in me that just makes me want to cradle her and be like, "Who hurt you?" (laughs) Right. I'll fight him. This happened in Zootopia too. Like Zootopia, she starts crying, and all of a sudden, I am a ball of mess in the audience, going, "I will fight them! I will fight!" <laughs> I so I love this whole thing. So basically, and then Geppetto goes and puts up, puts the umbrella on the on the head head gravestone, and it was just like breaks your heart. Uh, yeah. But what doesn't break my heart, by the way, is everything that Ruby is wearing. She <laughs> she showed up to a funeral like she was Hopper's ex wife. <laughs> And she murdered him. Like, she's just, like, just short of the giant sunglasses of, like, and I'll do it again. Like, <laughs> she has such, like, great, um, oh, who am I even thinking of? But, like, these movie star vibes in this yeah. episode. I don't know. It's, like, it's the flowing, you know, shapeless Oh, capes, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, I love it. 
I love it so awesome. much. It's awesome. I do want to rewind real quick because the, the episode actually opens at the town line. Um, yeah. With, so, uh, yeah. Gold and Smee. Smee. Where Gold has literally, well, my, my, my dumb, dumb, precious, precious boy, uh, has literally kidnapped Smee for an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> He's got him in the trunk. He takes him out of the trunk. What were we just saying about that high school boyfriend? He brings him to the town line like inches away from it. And, you know, Smee is pleading for his memories because he's just like, you know what will happen to me. It's a fate worse than death. Please don't do this to me. And Gold doesn't give a shit. Nope. And he's just like, so, uh, it's a fate worse than death, huh? You were literally going to do this to Belle like two days ago. So don't give me that crap. And yeah. then, like... Uh, I think he already has his hat. I can't remember he if he, sna- like, snatches he has, it off his head. He snatches his hat, and I do love it because I, like, for a moment, I thought he was going to put it on his own head, be like, this is his hat. <laughs> Ooh, uh-oh. Puts it on, like, asks, Thanks for the know, hat, and, like, shoves yeah, him over the timeline. Sho- you know, kicks like, him off. <laughs> he says, hey, he's just like, wow, why do you have this? He's like, oh, it was made for me. I love it so much. It's like, cool. Pours liquid on it. Which, yeah. Uh, like, dick move. And puts it back on Smee and pushes him over the town line. Yeah. Um, because he is experimenting with potions yes. to be able to retain your memories when you cross the town line. And so he risks Smee's life because he don't give a shit. He does not care. I love that it's like because it's Smee. I don't know about you, but most of the audience was like, sure. Yeah. Like, like, that whatever. character was like, we, we're not particularly fond of him. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. See you later, dude. (laughs) So, yeah, so that works. And my favorite is that he, Rumpel made, (laughs) Rumpel made enough potion for the experiment and one for him. Just, why are we not making vats? Like, we don't know what's in it, but it's just like, why aren't we making, like, a cauldron of this? Like, like, what, like, it's one of those things where, like, look, I don't science, but, like, if you're going to science, (laughs) shouldn't you science in a giant, you know, five well, gallon tub of something. Like, but so the and then part if it that makes me laugh, you pour it down the drain. Like. So the part that makes me laugh is they never explain it away. They never nope. say like, "Oh, I couldn't make it because I only had two eye of newts instead of the six that it would take to make a vat." Again, he not a factual, says, not a factual nope, episode. There's a lot of hand wavy. This was this is the episode they said I explain nothing to you and you will deal with this. <laughs> Uh, and, and tells, so he goes back and he tells Belle, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, it worked, it worked. Like, everyone oh, else, that was by the, the other, way. I'm so sorry. No, you're I don't fine. Mean to, I don't mean to sidetrack yet again. But the other thing about the funeral scene I really enjoyed is because I think that's their entire round table from the Enchanted Forest. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's, like, all the dwarves and Granny and Red and it would have been Jiminy and Marco. And obviously Pinocchio is not there because he... <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I know uh, I feel like so and I didn't catch it and I didn't rewind it but I feel like I saw Belle there too which I thought was strange um but I might be mis- misremembering I don't remember it doesn't matter I mean you so might while have. they're it's doing, hard to know but they're gold doing is the not funeral. there notably. no god god no gold's not gonna be there they do the <laughs> funeral scene and while the funeral scene is happening gold is explaining to Belle that his thing worked and this is my favorite thing that Rumpel says so he explains kind of like what it is, he sh- he opens the safe, shows her the thing that he holds most dear, which, mm-hmm. again, I'm trying to believe in the hopeless romantic side of this ship, 
And again, I don't remember anything that happens in this season. So when he says, I'm going to put something on uh, that I hold most dear, I'm like, can you just pour it on Belle's head or like, (laughs) I know there's this weird. Okay. So there's, there's a couple of weird, like subtle implications. Again, this episode doesn't explain a lot. So like it gives you Smee's hat, which I believe his mother knitted for him. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has had since he was a boy, uh, and and it's also very obviously from like before they were here, right? Yeah. Um. So I think what the fandom sort of just created, like the headcanon that we just decided, was like it had to be some some sort of homemade thing made with love and something that had survived the transition yeah. between between Enchanted Forest and Storybrooke. Listen, um, but again. I- None of that is actually explicitly I, but, said. Listen, I so I don't know what writer has like a grandmother that makes him blankets that he loves. I know. But the number of like home goods that are hold, held most precious are hand knit things. Smee's hat knit. Uh, this uh, 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 Bayfi- Balefire's uh, shawl. Shawl. She yeah. she knit him. Emma's one surviving Which, by thing. the way, that's that. if you look very closely at that shawl, it's like, wow, you must have had some really intense knitting skills because that looks like machine. Like, it looks, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. looks machine-made. She, she knit it. She knit it. Mm-hmm. 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 But then, mm-hmm. like, Emma's Emma's surviving blanket when she, yes. when she came over was hand-knit. And yes. so Granny's over there. Like, we, I made a joke about this last, like, last time we recorded. Granny's knitting during those roundtable things. She's just making... Just magical object after magical object. Constant, Constant magical it's, objects. Headcanon uh, head accepted. So he shows her this. <laughs> Belle says, can I Can I come with you? He says, no, I only have enough for this. And then says something that I... Oh, what's that even I've, more heartbreaking about that, too, is that she doesn't even phrase it like, can I come with you? She basically says something like, I assume I can't come. Yeah. And Which is so, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so what he then says to her made me chuckle out loud because it definitely had like a I'm a 30 year old Instagram influencer where he's like, no, 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 no. This is my journey. This is my journey. I have this to go on my journey. This is a thing I have to do alone. He just keeps saying journey. And it's like the word journey to me <laughs> is so poisoned by people who sell like lipstick and leggings on Instagram. Yes, but it's just like, no, it's, my journey. it's my journey. And she's like, you know what? I get it. It's fine. No big deal. I'm fine with that. So, yeah, no, she instantly, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's such a toxic relationship. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, I can, I can say that with all the love in my heart, but it's, there are so many moments where like, she knows it's wrong. She knows yeah. the things she's saying are wrong. Um, and she just swallows it. Like yep. so many of us do. Oh, uh, like, she's just like, okay, maybe he'll change his mind when we're standing there. And I look, I look at him forlorn from the town line. Spoiler alert, Belle. No. So. So let's jump to, to the after funeral uh, get together at uh, Snow's apartment. Uh, Henry won't even eat Pop Tarts. He's upset. He oh, won't no. eat. Breaks your heart. Uh, and Emma's Breaks just like, heart. I rustled up a Pop Tart. I managed to rustle up a Pop Tart as if there's none to be found. I know. And are the delivery men no longer coming to Storybrooke? <laughs> Grubhub doesn't deliver here, it's and they definitely don't deliver Pop Tarts. <laughs> No, DoorDash hasn't made it. <laughs> so, Grumpy picks what I assume is the worst possible time to bring this up. He's like, hey, me and the dwarves, you know, all these people standing right behind me, we want to go home. And I love yeah. Emma and Snow like, no, you don't want to go home. 
it sucks there. <laughs> I love that, yeah, like, we fought to get back here. Like, the, believe us, there's nothing there for you. And meanwhile, they're like, yeah, but we haven't seen it. We don't know how bad it is. We could, like, fix it. What if we fixed it? That's what we always do. <laughs> I, I, But I love that the litmus mark is the fact that, like, that because Jiminy Cricket or and or Hopper has now died, that they've now realized that they're not immortal. So they're like, we have to leave. We have been tied to the mortal coil, and we don't care for it. No. I know. It's there's there's definitely a level of um because you know if this had happened in the en- excuse me you know if this had happened in the enchanted forest definitely would have been an entire roundtable discussion about like well what do we do now how do we get back to the evil queen how do we fix this like immediately so instead of doing that it's just like or we could just literally go home like what if we just left her to her own devices just I like, like peace. I like Ruby's point of what happens when normal people start coming here. Um, I don't think that they would react well to a werewolf uh, because the people here didn't react very well to it. And they didn't react to it very well in the Enchanted Forest either. So I would like to go back where they reacted the least bad. Uh, (laughs) You know, at least where magic was a thing. And I could just sort of my my uh, affliction. Yeah. Could just kind of be explained away by a thing, yes. as opposed to like, well, that just doesn't exist, and then you get pitchforks and. Nonsense. So this is the part that then seeds a small conflict between Snow and Charming, uh, that kind of flushes yes. itself out through the rest of the episode. Um, basically, <laughs> I forget who points it out. I think it's Snow that points it out. We're just like, hey, so. Oh, well, so that, I'm that sorry, sorry, comes, sorry. I jumped ahead. No, no, I no. That, ahead. You're jumping ahead, which I love that part, by the way. But, like, that was what I was talking about last episode, where I'm like, I'm so glad that they have real conversations. Like, I can't yes. tell you how excited. Again, at 37, I'm just like, oh, my God, they actually talk about real issues. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> But before we get there, so uh, we actually jump back to Belle, who was, like, totally happy doing her library thing, setting well, up books, and then Hook shows up. I... Did you I've forget? Never won- no, I've <laughs> never wanted two characters to kiss more in my life. <laughs> I don't know why. It's such a gross... I'm telling like, you, I, he was the new little black dress. <laughs> I just... So much. Like, it was just like, why is this so threatening but sexy? Put on a shirt, Hook. I can't deal with it. I just... Can't. He so he threatens her. He, he threatens he her. She threaten ends up her. in the elevator. She but tries like this to is call. also one of the funniest episodes in fandom about Hook because it's just like Hook just keeps getting taken out by like. And then you realize, wait a minute, like up to this point in plot, you're just like, well, he's been fighting children his entire life. Of course, he's not very good at this. Listen, like she literally shoves like a book card at him, and he falls over, and she runs into the elevator yeah. and like hides, and she calls Gold. Because uh, there's a dude there trying to kill her. Oh, yeah, and he lets slip that it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm still trying to kill Rumpelstiltskin, but I figured I'd try to kill you in the meantime because so, I know that would tick him off. So I do love, first of all, um, I've always kind of likened Hook to Han Solo, where <laughs> kind of like a badass, full of bravado, but when you really push comes to shove, he's just a soft boy. Like, he not just really much, like, just a little soft boy. And that's what Hook is. Hook is just, like, all talk in a leather jacket. Like, he's every, like, punk emo kid you've ever met where he looks like he could I kill know. you with, like, his studded bracelet. But in reality, he cries more than you do, and you need to hug him more than you need. It, that's why they wear eyeliner. You can't ever tell. You can't ever tell. Uh, so but, he, yeah, so Rumpel she saves tr- Belle. 
love that she tries to call him from a razor phone and it doesn't work. I know. And it doesn't work. Bless. And I'm just sitting here like, you have magic in this town. Do you not have like, whoa, what year are we? 3G, 4G service? Like, do you not? (laughs) 2Gs before COVID, yeah. 2G. So, so this, this part kind of gets yada yada the way too, where she, Rumple shows up. Rumpel shows up. He doesn't say anything. No. Like, they in just pure start walking. Plot, like, in pure soap opera fashion. He doesn't say anything. You just hear this, like, ruckus. They, and then he opens the door. And she's like, oh, thank God, it's you. And I'm like, and as they, you could have said something. <laughs> as they walk down the street, they just skip over the part where he tells her anything. Where he, she's just like, so how long is Hook trying to murder you? Like, she now knows his name is Hook. She knows that they have beef, uh, whatever. Yeah. And, and, then and she's in, like, let's go to the sheriff. And he's like, no, 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 this is my problem. <laughs> like, like a real is, mob boss would tell you. Like, no, nah, police aren't I've, part of this. Yeah, exactly. I've got uh, magic. I can uh, protect you. And she's like, but the police exist, though. What if we just went to the police? And he's like, so. <laughs> he's been, like, trying to get at me for a very long time. Uh, he actually, like, stole... How does he even say it? He took my wife from me. He took my wife, which led to me losing my child. Like, he basically blames Hook for everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Um, it says, he took my wife, I took his hand, is basically the way he words it. And Belle asks, you know, well, what happened to her? Because she's like, oh, this is the son of, or the, the mother of your son. Like, yeah. as if she's, like, making that realization, oh, that's right, you have a son, oh, you had a girlfriend Therefore, beforehand. you probably like, had a wife. I know. Oh, like, no, you had a girlfriend beforehand. It's definitely, like, the, the, the 20-something talking to the professor. It's just, like, you just have children who hatched from an egg. You oh, know? you're 42 like, and you had a life before I showed up? How dare you? I know. Um, so it's he, very much that. But, yeah, he glosses over it like, entirely. How did, and How did she – what happened? She, she died. Gives him, she gives him the opportunity. Like, and this is also what's yeah. so heartbreaking is she gives him the opportunity to really come clean and, like, tell her what happened. And he doesn't say anything. Nope. All he says is that she died. And she doesn't say how. She doesn't say why. I think that's the part that frustrates me the most is because they will continue to do this where Belle sets him up. All he has to do, because I feel like he could tell her terrible things. Like, he could have looked her dead in the eye and said, I ripped my wife's heart out and I crushed it because I was mad. And she'll be like, that's fine. You told me the truth. That means you're good inside. And I'm fine with that. What it takes to make Belle run from him is alarming. (laughs) I know. No, and the, I think it's also the show's, like, and I say this with all the love in my heart for this show. But the show has, like, this really uncomfortable relationship with telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, like, that in and of itself is almost a toxic relationship of, like, you must tell the truth at all times, at all costs. But also, they're just bad at telling the truth. Yeah. So, like, they don't have good either way. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no good here. The no. thing that you set up in season one, like... They made it this such a big deal that, like, David isn't straight with Catherine. And it was, like, a four-episode arc of, like, how crappy he is to her with all these lies. And then, 
Like, the truth comes out in the worst possible way. <laughs> I just, if the show teaches us anything, it's just to be honest. Just uh, just be honest. Like, be straightforward. Yeah. But also, like, be straightforward and also please don't beat around the bush about the nonsense. Like, right. Because the show, the show either has liars who are good at it and in giant quotation marks of, like, just the lies of omission, like Rumpelstiltskin, because that is what he does. He will tell you pieces, just like every toxic boyfriend, but that's fine. But, like... <laughs> and girlfriend. Like, Let's not be exclusive here. And girlfriend. Everyone no, sucks. Any toxic relationship, <laughs> Everyone this sucks. is usually a consistency that I've seen. But, uh, you know, the lies of omission are just constant with oh, him. Yeah. Or you have somebody like, you know, David Nolan, like, before Charming showed up, where it's just like... I need time. Yeah. Time sounds good. Time sounds like a thing people need. People need time, right? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, so we, but what's funny though is that Belle learns later what happens and she doesn't blink. Like it's just no. like, oh, he ripped her heart out and killed her. She's like, she's like, she's like, well, I don't give a shit. Stop beating him with your cane. Um, he basically kind of sends her back to the library and at the library this this scene made me laugh because i love Belle's power of deduction uh because she found <laughs> no and this is what this is like this was the first instance of i guess we're not explaining anything in this episode i so let me explain to you exactly what happened in this scene she's cleaning things up she reaches down she pulls out a tiny knot this by the way is a knot known as the monkey fist something i actually at one point in my life knew how to make uh, and she opens up a book. She goes and she finds a book about sailing shit. She mm. opens it up. Or not. Sorry, yes. No, no, no. This this all does happen for sure. But that, I believe, happens after no, 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 they I have know, the I argument know. in the show. I know. It's just a smaller. It's just a, such a weird <laughs> small thing. But my her power of deduction is basically she opens it up. She sees what kind of knot it, knot it is. And she just goes, he came here on a ship. Listen. No explanation. I read the entire wiki article about the monkey fist, and at no point would I have read that and gone, he came here on a ship. Monkey fist has I mean, multiple guess, options, but sure, whatever. I guess you need the rope on your ship to make a monkey fist? Is that the implication? So, Like, it, you can't just used... have rope with you? Okay, so when you use them, they're often used to, like, help tie off ropes. So inside can sometimes be a ball bearing, although I've learned from the wiki page that that's not always recommended. Um, <laughs> I now know so much about. Did you learn? Fist. Did you learn the wrong way? And you have just been a monkey knot, monkey fist. Uh, so anyway, it's used on the ends of rope and stuff like that. And interestingly enough, the thing that she pulls out and she sees um, is actually there's mm -hmm. a picture of it on the wiki page. So it is like it's not out of pocket. But I just love the idea that Hook's just walking around in his, like, tight-ish leather pants, just full of random knots in his, just, like, like at any moment, he could just go Boy Scouts of America and just start just, like, pulling knots out of his pocket. So, anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, is this, is this, the, well, as someone who, like, ha has at one point known how to make that, is this a kind of thing where, like, if you had a nervous tick, maybe you would just make them on, like... <laughs> while you're yeah. walking down the street or while you're watching people like would you uh, just tie that's it? listen that's how i know how to make it because there was a guy who had just like he was making the you know those survival bracelets that sometimes people mm -hmm. wear where it's actually like 500 yards of paracord uh yeah. he got those and when he got tired of making those he gave me some of the paracord that he had and he showed me how to make the monkey fist thing and he was just like look and we worked in a factory so it was just one sure. of those i got some downtime i made yeah. one 
but there's nothing to do with them. Like it's just like you just have them, and they just litter your home because I don't have a ship that I need to anchor. Because I don't have a ship that I need to anchor. But it is something. It is not a skill I have flexed, and I guarantee you, if you gave me any kind of shoelace and a marble, I would not be able to do it again. Like I'd just be like a gun to my head. I'd be like, ah, help. Um. Help so anyway, YouTube, you're my only hope. Oh my god! Actually, you know what? It, when this episode's done, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make one. I just wanted to get through that scene because I love the no, he it's came fine. Here on his ship. No, that's that's like the first instance I think in the entire episode of like we're not just we're just not we're just not explaining we're just, just not gonna, explaining anything. Just, we're, we're just, just gonna, gonna get there. We're gonna get there go. as fast as we can. It's fine. Like I do love that the uh, you know I love the lesson for the children of like research leads to solutions and understanding a thing. Like I get it. I don't know how you got there, but like, sure, looking up this knot means <laughs> this ship is there. Listen, Fine, great. Eight. Go do your book report. Like one of my one of my favorite <laughs> fantasy novels that I reread almost every year. Uh, the the tagline from one of the most powerful characters: uh, "Knowledge is power," and that is what the show was telling me on this episode. Just knowledge is power. Got a book? Knowledge you can fight monsters. Got a, knowledge is power. You can fight monsters with the knowledge can, that you gain from this. I got. Book. I can. I now know what a. I, I now know what kind of knot that is. I can't tie the knot, but I know what kind of knot <laughs> sure. it is. Uh, but you're right. Yes, they do have like a well. Uh, they come to blows over the fact that uh, Rumple is so bloodthirsty. Yes. Well, so so because Rumple came to save her, his uh, shop was left unguarded. Right. So Smee, <laughs> so <laughs> like of course it's Hook, but it's not actually Hook. It's like Hook by way of Smee somehow knows exactly what to grab hook soft boy hook does not smash up shop smee with his fine red no, hat smee, smee is the dances <laughs> well yeah smee is the sniveling rat which we will see again in a moment no but like there's like i just i need to understand this conversation when where did hook go you know what's important to to gold this shawl so which is in a safe behind a painting so there's enough time between what looks like dead of night when smee is being shoved over the line rumple basically tells him what is happening like Fair. oh this is something you hold dear i put a potion on it what smee knows enough to like he went to hook and he found hook and he told him hey here's what's going on we see hook on the roof looking in the shop with his little telescope watching rumple and bell find the destruction 10 100 percent when rumple came back to his shop to show bell the the gap tattered thing that he had <laughs> it's definitely hook was, from the gap hook was, it's 100 hook, hook was back there with his telescope watching it and it's so powerful he even knew the combination to the lock um like <sighs> that's the only way i can explain what happened it was just me told him he holds something dear and Fine. I assume, I assume that Hook was thinking that it would be the dagger, but, oh well, I guess it's just a shawl, I'll take it, but then he realizes that Mila made it, but we'll get there. I know. Soft I know. boy! No, he soft realizes boy. Mila made it in the soft boy, the soft <laughs> boy just shopping soft But yeah, boy so probably. like, I, I love that they're surrounded by this trash shop, and so what does Gold do, because oh, he has God. a temper on him, is he starts smashing some more of the glass around him. <laughs> And it's that he, shot. So he, he, so he does all that. He, 
I'm just going to push through the scene because it gets to my favorite part here. But he basically is like, I again, through part of his journey, he has to face Hook himself. He has to murder Hook himself. Uh, Belle, you need to go back to the library. And she's like, what if he comes back? And he inexplicably pulls out a gun. Here's a gun. I found a gun. Take this. And she's like, what the hell do I do with this? And he's and like, pull the trigger. Yeah, the gun will do the rest. More <laughs> words. The trigger, that's it. That's it. More that's words. all you need to know about guns. More so. words are needed when you hand a person <laughs> who's never seen a gun a gun. Um, and I believe I believe that 100%. She also has this weird sense of, like, this is my fault. And I just get such, like... For existing. Victim. <laughs> you know, but, like, it's that, it's that typical victim thing of, like, if he hadn't attacked me, your shop would have been fine. You know, right. and I'm just like, no, that, we, no. no. Her <laughs> victim complex was because she called him. She's like, you, I called you, you left your shop to come to the library, leaving the shop open to be, it's like. And then I, this is my fault. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. Because to be fair, she later says, why don't we just call the sheriff? Why didn't you call the sheriff when you were trapped in an elevator with a madman? Now that's a great question. Why didn't so, you call the sheriff? Rump- a lot of questions, a lot of questions. <laughs> Come um, on, Rumbell. So, figure it out. <laughs> so Rumpel hands her a gun that I assume all of the numbers have been filed off of. But clearly <laughs> it's something that he just owned because this is not something that came over from the other world. It is a new gun, it, which we'll get into it's the fact that it gets cocked. shiny. It gets like, cocked later for no reason. So strange. Definitely doesn't even uh, uh He gives her that, that would... and, she, and that's when she goes back to the library, lo- like, armed. And discovers and the monkey finds knot. the knot, yeah, and monkey the knot. magic knot, which le- leads her to the ship. And then I was so excited. Because I thought I, of you. I, I got to have you. the moment. I got to have the moment where someone drops sand because she sees a seagull land on the mast. And at first, I'm like, wait a minute. Cora spell should have had like anything that comes into contact with the ship instantly, like becomes nothing. So I think it would have been really cool to have a seagull land and then disappear, but that's fine. That's on me. Whatever. It's fine. We're not explaining things in this episode. Well, then the sand would have disappeared, too. (laughs) And the sand would have disappeared, too. But yeah, so she she grabs some sand, which is conveniently in a box that says sand. Sand. (laughs) On on the dock and sprinkles it on the the step so that she can actually get up the steps. Because she can also hear it creaking, which I think is a cool thing of her, like, using her ears. She uses all of her senses. She's very, she's very smart and witty woman. She can very resourceful. She can't use a weapon, which is, again, why did you give her a gun? Um, because she also then, so anyway, she goes in, (laughs) she finds, she finds Hopper, right? She's like, Hopper, you're alive. He's like, of course I'm alive. And she's like, I just came from your funeral. It's fine. Uses a sword, right? Like to cut, like, but she's also like, yeah, uses a sword to cut him free. But she's using it so awkwardly. And it's again, no one should hand this woman a weapon. Like she is not supposed to be on the battlefield. She's not supposed to be in any sort of mortal danger. She just needs to be somewhere where she has the ear of somebody to say, hey, pour water on the main, the lion. (laughs) Just do this, do this one favor for me. (laughs) Yeah. She is the, she's the person in the like intelligence room. She's the guy in the chair. She's briefing people on what to do. Like she's not really a strategist either. She just knows how to make like solve problems sends <laughs> hopper to run and she just says tell she's like, go find gold, gold. Yeah. i'm yeah. hanging out here <laughs> yeah tell What's gold fine? i'm here no time to and talk she's like okay whatever <laughs> so he escapes i don't know how he he gets off the ship but then whatever we're not gonna explain that part again how hopper gets off away. without hook <laughs> but hook finds her and then we get this most like really erotic you're about to die scene like 
Oh, no, yeah. He definitely intrudes on her personal space. And I don't know. I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know. I don't know why you would be this close. And I, my only thoughts is like, I mean, a ship is kind of small. Like, I've been on ships before. There's not a lot of room. You're right. You don't the, have a lot of. You're right. The Hook Bell ship is very small, but we are mighty. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And stop blowing no, holes I, in the ship. I feel like. <laughs> right. I feel like he, like the, like Colin, the actor who played Hook, I think he thought this was a tighter shot than it was. Because had it been, like, a tighter shot on their faces, it would have been a lot more menacing. But instead, it was oddly sexual. Because it was just, like, him, like, kind of getting, like, like, almost like their noses were not even touch to touch. It was, like, side to side. Like, I thought he was going to kiss her. I thought he was going to kiss her. And my broke pandemic brain went, do it. Like, I'll do Do it. it. Like, I was You're already there. You're basically already smooching. You're just, like, you're just, like, with your little toys later. Just make your faces touch. Make them uh, touch. But, but the whole time, he's just doing exposition, which is my favorite part. He is just husky bedroom voicing exposition about how he wants to murder her. Did he tell, did he tell you what she did? Did, did oh, he tell you? Oh, she died. She died. That makes it sound oh, like an accident. He told. He, t- he left out the best part. He ripped out her heart. You're just like, why am I turned on right now? I hate this. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and so... But the whole time he's doing this, because he's so busy just being like, look how sexy I am with my chest hair and my leather jacket. Uh, she switches places with him because she has done a 360 review of what's going on in the room and is able to then knock him knock him down again to get to the top of the ship. So, and it's so easy. Oh, I forgot. It's we also had a struggle. We had a struggle with the gun as well. Um, oh, that's struggle, true. There was we struggle, struggle with, with the, the gun, gun, and Hook is pointing at her for like most of the sh- most of this scene. Uh, and again, it cuts away, and I think the sound person just got a little carried away because it made the sound of it being cocked. And I'm like, "There's not a okay, <laughs> whatever." That's not. There is no hammer on this gun. So there's she no goes, outward hammer. <laughs> she goes upstairs, gets to the top of the ship. He beats her up there, and then he says the line that they've been waiting moment just just days for of uh, i know this ship like the back of well you know and like gestures with this hook and you're just like god damn it like that's probably the entire reason the episode was written exactly exactly <laughs> just like don't worry i gotta say he knows the ship, like, the back of his hand. this is the part where um rumple basically just tries to to beat hook to death with his cane uh, this yeah. is not the first person we've seen rumple just obliterate with his cane no <laughs> Not probably not the last if I'm remembering correctly, but uh, that cane is is devastating. It's getting a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of action. That cane, it's just so oh boy. Like there's a whole moment where you know it's it's he is obviously now that he has magic, he is invulnerable, and the like the 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 idea that he decides not to use magic and to just kind of like him to a pulp is so weirdly telling of like how actually angry he is you know like he he only does that like we've only really seen him do that even when he has magic and he has power it's just i'm (laughs) sorry i I just had a random thought where it's like well because i was gonna say because magic comes at a price and he's not gonna waste any on hook but then i just thought magic comes at a price but violence is free (laughs) but violence is free 
Oh my god, that that's what's written on every emo kid's journal. Oh yeah, it was just violence is free, and then you have to talk to your violence is free. school counselor, and then it's a whole situation. Oh god, no, um, but that's exactly what it is. Like we no, you're right. we see this when he be- first becomes the dark one, like he barely uses any magic. He li- like he slices people up with the dagger. Like he he just needs to feel powerful in order to like have enough of a of a um what am i trying to say (laughs) he needs to like feel powerful in in order to be powerful which to me is like absolutely insane (laughs) well see it's very like it's like he doesn't realize the cersei lannisterness of the whole thing where power is power (laughs) because he has the magic and that's what people are afraid of but then he just uses violence, and he has the capability of being wildly violent. So just like wildly if you're a violent, who's wildly violent. No one's gonna mess with you. Like y- you don't have to either be a coward or the most magical being. You could be a coward or a wildly violent psychopath. Like there are options. He's definitely got options. I. It's just it's insane to me that it's like when he doesn't have power, he is this coward who is like very small and very weak. And I'm just like or. You could literally use the cane in the exact same way you have been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like the power gives you muscle. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not like he'd be, he became Gaston when he became the Great One, no, or the Dark One. No. Um, and it, not at all. It did give him sword fighting skills, which I thought were hilarious because I'm like, oh, wait, okay, it gave you sword fighting skills. But, like, be- bludgeoning someone or stabbing somebody, no, you're good. No, no, no. Well, and so, and this whole scene encapsulate, encapsulates everybody's, like, core character tenet, because Rumple is blind rage beating a man he believes has wronged him, mm-hmm. um, without thinking about the inner turmoil that he has. Hook does, Hook's not exactly nonviolent, but he's also, like, just petty enough to let himself get beaten to death to prove the Dark One wrong in front of his girlfriend. Uh, yeah, he's just... He's, he's, I feel like Hook is done in this moment, honestly. Hook, because Hook doesn't, Hook does not actually have the vengeance. He doesn't want to, he doesn't actually want to rip Rumpel's heart out. Like, he'd really like to. If he had it in him, he would. But honestly, I think he just wants the Dark One to suffer, like, for real. Because, you know, you can kill someone, but that's real, like, that's not pain. Hook's been sailing the seas in his ship, being a sad emo boy because he lost his girlfriend. And for 200 some odd years too which is that, like crazy to me and starting a feud with a nine-year-old like he he's he went through his own personal journey and he hook knows <laughs> very in, very intricately that pain over a lifetime is worse than a, than a death rumple doesn't deserve death but what he does deserve is for the woman that he probably loves to watch him be a monster and hook's fine with that and so he and just sits there and takes that. it. And willing, willing to give his life for it, which yeah. I also thought was just so, uh, so weirdly telling. Because it's like, it's, you know, there's that meme of, like, Loki, like, did you talk to him? Did you beat him up? Or did you, you know, like, you, you either fight him, talk to him, or, uh, like, capture him. <laughs> these, only these three things. These are the three things people do with Loki and literally nothing else. Yeah. You know, like, Avengers 1. And, like, I feel like Hook is like, did you beat him up? Did you try beating him up harder? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel so bad for this dude. And 
so the whole time that this is happening, Belle is trying to have a therapy session. She's not throwing her body onto to hooks. She's not trying to grab the cane. She's not trying to. She's just pleading to rumple senses through words. Um, which after just having learned that like he lied to her, eh, like that he again, left out this eh, very important piece of information about because like, she doesn't Miller's care. Death. She doesn't care. Like she's she just like sure. Care. Like she's like I'm still gonna go have like a romantic scene with you at the end of the episode. She doesn't care. Um. She just she is she, she is ride or die for this dude, and it shows. <laughs> I would say get a bell, but don't treat bell like Rumple treats bell. Like be nice to your bell, but find the person that finds a shred of humanity in you and fights with their life for it. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 heartbreaking to hear some of the things she says because she because it is in some ways the polar opposite of the things that Hook is saying. Because yeah. Hook is just goading him into into being a monster, as you said, and Bell is like, uh, just ridiculously fighting for his soul. Uh, I love under the, the assumption that he still has one. I love which the, the the part of the scene that just makes me laugh is that none of them are actually con- listening to each other. They're oh, all absolutely. just yelling words at each other. I will posit that I'm pretty sure Gold is listening to Hook pretty sure well enough to be goaded i think but enough to be goaded. like he's not like they're not conversing really like right hook is or hook is talking to rumple to goad him yes rumple is hearing this being goaded but he's talking to bell explaining why he's beating the shit out of this 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 man without a hand i know bell is talking to rumple and Rumble can't hear both things. He can't listen to Hook and to Bell. So right now he's listening to Hook. And he's just whacking away. Like, I don't think I ever saw him make contact with Hook's face, but Hook is bleeding profusely from the face. Yeah. No, Hook Hook is in bad shape. Hook Where is in real is Cora? bad shape. Where oh. is Cora? <laughs> so many questions. I like so that Cora's probably, like, in another part of the ship. Like, <laughs> Oh, no, she's having, like, a Mai Tai somewhere. She's She's like, I'm just letting my evil... Like, the seeds of my evil deed grow into the fruit of a tree. You know, like, she's just waiting for Regina to be, like, so alone. And so, I mean, like, you know, Regina's in hiding this whole episode also. Like, Regina doesn't even show up. Like, it's definitely that, like, I am waiting to hear the sound of my daughter hit rock bottom. And that (laughs) reverberation will call me out from underneath my rock. Oh, then, I'm listening. I've got my. She's sitting up in the crow's nest of the ship, like she's looking yes. down and watching Gold beat the shit out of this this poor man. Um, but she's also got one ear open for her daughter's inevitable plummet. Um, hundred percent. Yeah, this is. This and is, it, what the yeah. funniest part of that fight for me is when Gold finally decides to like stop beating the crap out of him because I guess you know a black eye and a busted lip and like obviously cuts all over his face and bruises. I'm sure everywhere was enough and like he gives him like one last slap (laughs) he's like you're gonna get in your small tiny ship because of course it all comes down to size and you're gonna and and you're gonna sail away from here and it's just like he gives him like a little (laughs) like the tiniest little slap across his face and i don't know why but that makes me laugh every single time i love it i do like that he's just like i want you to leave but then doesn't check to make sure that he leaves so obviously <sighs> hook is definitely 100 percent leaving and we'll never see him again i sure am gonna miss that character r.i.p 
R.I.P. R.I.P. Bye-bye. But Rumpel's a smart guy. Gold, Mr. Gold's a, a smart guy. He knows exactly um, where Hook is getting his information from. Um, and he turns uh, our dear Mr. Friend Smee into the, to the rat of our dreams. The sniveling rat. Oh, Ugh. bless. Poor Smee. I know. He was just trying to leave and have a life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I feel I feel sort of ambivalent towards the character of Smee. I think that's how I think that's how you're always supposed to feel about Smee's character. Like unless you decide Fair. you don't like him. Like in certain adaptations, you're just like, no, this guy sucks. But in most times, you're just like, I feel like I feel like Smee was sculpted by the the character he serves, and so he's not meant to feel one way or the other. And this is that character. Like I, yeah. you're right. Ambivalence. Like, oh no, he's a rat. Anyway, oh no, he's a rat. <laughs> All right. What else is happening? Uh. So before we get to the 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 as the world turn turns ending of this episode, um, let's cut to the the small family drama, the charming household, the charming household, um, because uh, yeah, so so Henry is having a really tough time, like a really, time. like he keeps calling the voicemail of Doctor Hopper, like it's just so to hear his voice, like yeah. it is it is so sad. Um, and, like, he wants to turn, uh, like, you know, there's, there's, as you mentioned before, there's this, like, maybe we need a little more space, kind of. And, like, he wants to turn Mary Margaret's bedroom into an armory. So, okay, so, first of all, Henry being extra as hell and calling Hopper and listening to his voicemail that says, I'm either busy or not here, and then Henry hangs up, or dead! It's like, or dead. Listen. Listen, emo child, like, you're not wearing enough eyeliner to be saying shit like that. <laughs> I know. Um, but well, it's like he the wants... first real death for him, and I, I felt, you know, I mean, like, of course. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get Like, it. he took, I mean, this is also, you know, he takes the deaths really hard. Like, this happened with the sheriff. Like, this right. ha happened with Sheriff Graham, where, like, that happened, and he almost, like, cut Emma out completely because he's like, it's not safe. Right. We shouldn't But talk. you're right. Yeah, he, he's you know. decided that he doesn't want anyone else to die, so he makes this plan to turn – he says the room into uh, an armory. It's a, it's a studio apartment. Like it, It's a studio like, apartment so with a loft bedroom. Wall, like, it's not – you barely have be... closets. And – Snow kind of agrees and is just like well, so so what what the catalyst for that? I know we keep talking around it, but like the the catalyst for the conversation we're talking about is Emma <laughs> gets Pongo from Marco because you know, dang it, Henry needs a dog. Sometimes a good friend dies, and maybe you just get a dog, and that's that's fine. I've been there, but this poor dog like tracks in all this mud. And Snow and Mary Margaret, her face, like, her eyes just bulge out of her head of, like, what are these muddy dog tracks in my house? I, I don't know if I just didn't see it, but it looked like barely anything, and I was just like, It was barely oh, anything. Oh, she's that mom. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, like, Emma Emma sort of is just like, okay, well, maybe, um, Henry, why don't you take the dog outside and, like, clean him up? And, like, Emma has to then be like, I mean, I thought this would be good for henry and snow is like no 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 the dog is fine i'm glad you got the dog the dog's a good idea i just feel like for a lot of people in a small apartment and maybe charming and i can move out and the, it's the funniest thing because emma and charming at the same time are like what i do <laughs> and like she's like whoa 
<laughs> yeah, Snow has the cute line of being like, I imagine us having more room. With turrets. With turrets. Um, because <laughs> Snow, other than living in, in, in the woods during her, like, becoming a badass phase, has yeah. always lived in a castle. And yes. as Mary Margaret lived alone and was even yes. kind of feeling boxed in with Emma being there. So it's just like, Snow just, Snow just needs a craft room. She needs somewhere to be. She just needs somewhere to express herself, especially if she's she become a mom. A Moms need their own time. <laughs> um, and so that that sets a trajectory of of charming and, and snow looking at apartments or places to live. Trying and... to look at houses, and he's just like, the yard's not big enough. And she's like, what do you need a big yard for? And he's like, I grew up on a farm. I need a big yard. And she's like, I feel like this isn't about a yard. Can we talk about what this really is about? And he's like, Okay, you're right. It's not about a yard. What if we just went home? And she's like, not you, too. <laughs> You've turned on me. How dare you? Turns uh, on me. And then they say the very dramatic line of being like, maybe we don't want the same things. And so that's the the building tension. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an honest relationship problem where it's yeah. just like, at a certain point, sometimes your, your interests diverge. Um, I mean, like, I just love this idea that they've spent you know in theory 28 years apart from each other like you know i understand that they weren't like consciously seeing each other every day because david nolan was in a coma but like there is this like we have survived this like trauma that lasted a while maybe we should actually reassess where we are as a couple like they ha they get to have this moment well they also get the thing of um like and and i can say speaking from very personal experience as a mother Mm -hmm. having a kid introduced into your life really makes you kind of look back on some stuff. And so sometimes like, and you can be the exact same person. Like both of you have decided to get married and you guys are the exact same person. And then you spawn a child and then you find out that they don't like this sleep method and they don't like this. But at no point would it have been rational for anyone to talk about this stuff because right. you just, it, it, and that's just the way it is. And so you have those little arguments and you have these like, well, now that I have a kid, I think life should be like this. Well, now that I have a kid, I think life should be like this. And unfortunately, they don't have a baby to like have as a buffer zone before the child gets old enough to start re re reconciling. It's so true. Stuff. They basically they just, just, get just a 30 have an woman. adult child. <laughs> It's just like I have an adult child that lives here and I'm already annoyed with her because she's an adult <laughs> woman and we can't do it in the middle of the afternoon like we want to do. I need a bigger place. I need a and bigger place. They can't also find a happy middle ground. There's no way to live in the live outside of town but close to David's work. You know what I mean? Like there's no yeah. way no, to there's like <laughs> she wants to live by the sea and he wants exactly. to live in the big city. No, yeah, it's definitely like I do also like that this is not a one episode issue. Like if and uh you know, I may backtrack on this. It's only a two episode issue, but I may backtrack on this depending on, you know, the the number of episodes we watch together, but like I'm pretty sure this lasts a while like they continue to have this conversation and they continue to try to understand what each one of them needs just like in a real relationship when it's like yeah. a big deal and it shows up and it's like maybe you don't solve it on night one maybe you're like i've heard you you've heard me let's go to our like respective sides of the bed and like sleep <laughs> on it and think you know so, not and 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 again not to get super far ahead of storylines we already know but i do love <laughs> that snow and charming have these very real people problems in the midst of utter magical chaos. It doesn't make any sense. I know. 
But then at one at one point, everything flips. Like, it's just like, and the next thing we know, David's heart is cursed and can't come with you. And now he's lying about it. And it's just like, oh, shit. Like, what happened? Like, this is not a problem that we have. So all of a sudden we don't talk. That's their conflict that happens. And then also Hopper shows up later. Like, he's like, I'm alive! <laughs> I know. Don't worry, I'm alive! It's a, and, like, it's a really cute moment where, like, Pongo obviously knows who's at the door and is just like, let him in, let him in! <laughs> Please! He's the Please. only one that knows to give me the bacon treats. You guys suck. You guys uh, suck! So, uh, you know I need is, 30 minutes of walkies! <laughs> with Hopper being back, the secret is now going to be out. Who is here? Who's going on? So that shoe has dropped. Meanwhile, on the outskirts yeah, no, of and town, he flat out says, "By the way, it was Cora." Yeah, Cora's which here. I I had a moment where I was like, "Has J- Jiminy ever met Cora?" I I feel like he knows about Cora, or to or be did like, he literally just listen while Hook and Cora were talking, and literally was like, "Oh, her name's Cora. Cool, got it." Like, you know what? I honestly believe that one a little bit more, <laughs> and just enough for him to be like, "Okay, it's Hook and it's Cora, and Cora seems to seems to be the one in charge." So when he's just like, oh no, hey, by he's the way. just very observant, and he was just like he's just like, hey, by the way, um, a lady named Cora is here, and everyone reacts big, <gasps> like oh my god, and he's like, oh, I, maybe I should have delivered that like grumpy talking about a curse. <laughs> She's here. She's here. She's here. Um, terrible so, news. <laughs> so terrible news. So on the outskirts of town, um, Rumple is pouring his potion on his, uh, his shawl. And we're and getting we're getting to one of the moments that like Buffy has primed me for, <laughs> where it's just like our relationship's going really well. Something's gonna go wrong. Yeah, right. It's this eminent. is nice. It's gonna happen. This is adorable. It's and too nice. You think they're too lovey dovey. One thing is about to happen, but what they're doing is they're letting you know that Bell is standing too close to the line. What you think is gonna yes. happen is not what happens. It's not um, what and so they have this really nice moment where she's like, "Enjoy your journey." Take all of your essential oils with you. It'll be fine. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's just, he goes across the line. He remembers who he is. And yeah, he, he has a cute little, like, <laughs> Bell? I swear, I he's just, yeah. No, he's just, like, taking the piss out of it. You know, like, he's just like, I gotta mess with her. I'm gonna mess with her. I'm gonna do I it. I love it. <laughs> and so they hold hands, like, through the line. And they're having this nice moment. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I audibly gasped when it happened because i had my airpods in on no- noise canceling and i would listen to it all the, the volume all the way up so i could make sure i heard every single line so i was ready to talk about this and i'm like i don't remember what happens here like it was just that monologue of my brain going i don't i'm not predicting what's happening i don't remember this scene and mm-hmm. then my eardrums blew out because of <laughs> the loud actual Chekhov's gun that was introduced and then Hook. a shot rings out. Hook, <laughs> Hook shot her. He shot her. He shot her. And not only did he shoot her, he sh- he. Okay, well, first of all, he knows enough about guns to like not shoot her in any kind of fatal way. <laughs> Second I, I, of all, right? I like, like a, I like a little B plot that he's at the library also learning. Like, I know, and I, you know, and it's like it's just it's remarkably interesting how much Cora and Hook were able to learn about this town for being there Although, for like three days. Thinking about it, a pirate might know about guns. I mean, like, he would know about guns, but, like, he would know about, like, muskets. You where do think, I put right? the gunpowder like, in? <laughs> I know. Like, it you know, and he, 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 later on, we get a lot of... 
<laughs> like later on we get a lot of fish out of water moments where he's like i don't know i press the little name that says emma and this tiny box you know and all of a oh. sudden she's talking to me you know like we get cute they, moments like that they, later no 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 they they definitely ron swanson him ron swanson him a little bit where it's like oh well he's already that kind of been like this but then like six seasons later suddenly he doesn't know how phones work but he knows how guns work i know anyway he shoots her uh and and a thousand <laughs> it's almost like a million rum bell shippers cried out in unison <laughs> That you can almost hear them ringing in your ears that have just exactly. been blown out by the shot. And and uh, Rumple is saying her name, and all she says is "Who's Bell?" because she's dropped over the line. And Hook is literally like, "Oh, she'll live. She'll just have no idea who you are." And I love this bit where like Rumple sort of gathers her up and like scoots back over the line so he gets to have magic and just freaking creates like a fireball in his hands the the chaos that starts the moment that trigger is pulled is just 10 out of 10 because oh man it goes it escalates so quickly 15 seconds we go from a three to an 11 uh because it's okay goodbye shot so she's shot and and this is what i was talking about before when 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 hook was taunting rumple where he knows that Killing him is going to give him a lifetime of regret with Belle. But now Belle doesn't have her memory, so now that's even worse. Like, this is this is terrible for you, yeah. and Hook is fine with it. If it's the last thing he ever does, he'll be fine with it. So he pulls the trigger. Loud gunshot. She falls <laughs> over the line. Gunshot. Who am I? What's going on? Oh, no. Fireball. Suddenly, a car in the distance going 700 miles distance. an hour. Headlights blaring. Comes around a corner that I'm pretty sure wasn't there in daylight, but it's cool. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. They also, I'm pretty sure they move where the town line is from season to season because I'm pretty sure there's like a straightaway in one season and then in one other season there's obviously this turn. In one season there's a tree in the middle of the road. In one season there's a tree in the middle of the road. But yeah, no. So a car comes out of nowhere. They all somehow manage to get out of the way. Nobody gets hit by the... Wait. No, Hook gets Does Hook hit. Get hit by a car? Hook gets hella hit by the car. Yeah, look, no, look Hook, over the top. Hook gets. They hit Hook an gets absolute, slammed by this car. They, they hit the propest rock of all time. Like it is not a rock. It just <laughs> it moves so much, and it just. And then they zoom in on the license plate. Boom, gone. And then credits. credits. Here we go. And then roll like, credits. It happens uh, it's, so fast. Yeah, it's like a Pennsylvania license plate, and that's it. Yep, that's all you get. And it that's is all just you like. Get. Again, like it's just like you don't have time to gather the, sh- the 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 thoughts of the fact that Bell got shot. You are literally yeah. living second to second of what's going yeah. on, and it's the most no, and it's and like, it's beautiful. Uh, uh, I love that we have this beautiful and by beautiful I mean horrific example of soap opera instantly yes. to prove my point. Oh, thank 100%. you, show, and by thank you I mean oh no, please don't. <laughs> oh, it just just fantastic, like. Because the whole time you just think that there's coming to this nice natural end, Rumple's about to go on his beautiful journey, but journey. then you forget that we've left Hook alive, we've left Hook with a gun, uh, just Cora's out there somewhere. Cora's somewhere. Regina's eating her feelings somewhere. Like it's a whole <laughs> situation. Oh yeah, and that's also the other implication from like Archie coming back. It's like, oh, Cora did it. Regina didn't do it. Ooh, Regina didn't do it. I guess we have to go find Regina and like talk to her and be like, oops. For, like, trying to trap you I don't last remember time? if they actually closed this loop, but I also like to imagine that there's an entire, like, day and a half where Henry won't give Pongo back to Hopper. 
No, he's mine now. I don't remember if we closed that loop either. Wiggly, I feel like mine. I feel like Henry's a good kid. Henry would be like, I guess he's your dog. But can yeah, I walk him anytime I that, want? Like kind of crappy kid thing that we all used to do. I mean, I guess you could have him back. I'll just be alone. It's fine. Oh no, yeah, the reverse psychology of like Bye, I'll be Pongo. fine. By Pongo, I made him a special collar, and these are the treats that I made from scratch. Um, he was also teaching me Latin. We were having a really good time. But it's fine. You can take him. I'll just go over but here and be an alone only child. Thanks. It's fine. Perfectly fine. And then the and then the, the credit scene from the Hulk happens and he just hitchhikes down the road. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so So that, that was, was episode eleven. Episode eleven. <laughs> we did it. Uh so I'm not gonna ask how you like the episode. We we all just Oh no, I I I enjoyed it in the in that way of like, you know, I remembered almost as soon as it started how it ended, um, so it was a little bit of like, oh no, oh no, I'm watching this beautiful car crash and I can't look away, (laughs) um, but yeah, I I remembered as soon as it started that this was like, at least top three, gotta be top three of like Rumbell episodes where it's like. F that S, you know, like we're all just like, nope, nope, nope. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate all of this. Yeah, this is this is again this this whole storyline like and going into what we're about to start going into is just stuff that's a big void in my brain. So I'm excited to continue rewatching and watching some other stuff. Um, so I can't wait for you guys to hear me uh, have like a conniption about the next episode because, oh boy, next episode's gonna be rough, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. So, okay. I will do some closeout uh, business here. Like I said in the last episode, and if you can't tell by the way this is being released, we're moving to a bi-monthly schedule for bi-weekly? now. If I can Bi-weekly? Apologize. Yeah, bi-monthly. See you in May, everyone. Um, <laughs> bi-weekly schedule. Um, so it'll be every other week from, from this point on. Um, we're far enough out at this point, I can safely announce... Beth has had her baby dragon, all happy and healthy. Wonderful, wonderful news all around. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's get into the, the business end of this. Uh, if you guys would like to join our fantastic conversation on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash OUA Timing. You can follow us on Twitter at OUA Timing. You can find me personally on Twitter at just underscore Abby. Um, Joy, do you have anything that you would like to plug this week? Oh, yes. Um, uh just in case I know if you're following the saga, um, I will definitely make sure the AO3 link is shared with all my Rumbell fic, also Good Omens fic, because I'm a monster. Uh, oh. But yes, you can follow all that on my AO3. <laughs> Sorry, did you say Good Omens? Good Omens fic. I am a Crowley and my fiancé is an Aziraphale and we are two beautiful nonsense people who were definitely dating before we were dating and it's hilarious. We knew each other for a full decade and been dating for the last three, and I'm pretty sure like five years ago we started dating. <laughs> Boy, you want to talk about you want to talk about like random, random Europeanish guys with open long open bead shirts uh, for me. Uh, David Tennant in that whole yeah. see him getting out of the car and swaggering around is yes. my entire sexual orientation. Like I know. that's just my, it's just exactly what it is. <laughs> Person. A person who may or may not be a snack, <laughs> without without spine. Yes, snack, snack, this snack. this is this is my aesthetic. Thank you, please and thank you. Um, no, yes, and also if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, 
please take a look on Kindle for Powerless We Obey by my pen name, Janice R. Ken. All right. And I'm sure links and whatnot will be underneath, I think. Many links, many links and bios. All righty. Well, thank you guys again for joining us on our new adventure into the rest of season two. I'm so excited for next week. Um, but I think she just wants to see me cry. I yes, that's the entire reason I've lined this up. It's just, just the like, gold star of podcasting. Next next episode is just going to be titled "The Episode That Joy Cries." <laughs> <laughs> With Abby maniacally laughing in the background like she yes. started it. Like, <laughs> the heartless monster. All right, guys. We will see you in a week or two. And, uh, Joy, I will talk to you then. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.